You're listening to the Thunder Underground Podcast, episode number 50. We made it to 50. We sure did. Uh, That's a good thing. Yeah. In the immortal words of Barry Switzer, we hung half a hundred on him. (laughs) Oh, man. That's awesome. I I never heard that expression. Yeah, he used to say that. But but that's what we're doing right now, though. Right. Hanging half a hundred on him. Goddamn right. And we'll be back in... Well, I don't know what it, what did it take us ten months? So we'll be back in ten months with another fifty. I right? think so. Yeah, back number one hundred. I mean, but but what's cool about today is you got that phone interview with James Hetfield. Yeah, right. That you kept talking. So we have that to get. Gotta come everybody. up at the end of the show, like fifty nine minute mark. Something <laughs> like that. We'll make you wait. Yeah, no, that actually is not happening. But that would be awesome. <laughs> but that's been our running joke. Right. Well. Like we said, episode 50, I'm Trent, this is Jason. Yes. Find us on the web at www.thethunderunderground.com. All our stuff's on there. All 49 previous podcasts. Before we get into this, we wanted to throw a shout out to Katie Irizarry. Because she recently left Adrenaline PR where she was working. And she helped us set up interviews with Insight and Ian Hogland from Europe. And the ill-fated Doyle interview, which got lost <laughs> on the computer along with the Seasons After interview. That's right. Yeah. Not, that did not involve her, but, you know. Anyway, you know, and she, she helped us out set up these interviews. She's a very cool person, a very cool asset to the metal world, I believe. You might know her name if you've heard Eddie Trunk's podcast. He says her name every time because she produces that. She's got an awesome blog, all kinds of cool shit. Follow her on... Instagram and Twitter at Merciful Kate, which is an awesome play on words. One yeah. of the best uh, social media handles ever. Yes, we just basically wanted to give a shout out and say thanks for her help and good luck with whatever it is she's going to do. I know she's the type of person that you're going to hear from. So, oh, definitely. Uh, you know, yeah, just a, a great help, and uh, you know, whatever she does in the future is going to be awesome. We know. Episode 50 is here, and we are going to kick this thing off with some music. As always, I want to remind you, thethunderunderground at gmail.com. You can send us music, send us your website, whatever. If you want us to check you out, review some stuff, or just listen to it and play it, all that good stuff. Also, you can email us on Facebook. This week, we're going to play a band out of Birmingham, Alabama called Be It The Means. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, it's it's I've, all one word. Yeah, I've never been around <laughs> anyone that pronounced the name, so I hope we hope we're saying that right. Yes, I, I'm. I, I feel like we are. So, but you know, if anyone out there you know knows for sure, right. let us know. They'll that, probably let us know. If yes, we it wrong. It, yeah, that we fucked it up. You right. know, they'll be like, oh, okay. But uh, we got a great song from these guys, and this is a killer band. Yes, this song is called Doomsday. The system fails. Doomsday. 
Doomsday, the system fells from Be It The Means, once again, Birmingham, Alabama. That's off their album called Marble City Secrets Are Off In The Black. This whole album is killer. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can go straight to thethunderunderground.com and click on Independent Reviews. Jason wrote a review for this thing last week. I sure did. Pretty much explains everything there, but we're here to talk, not to... Not to wait for you to read, right? <laughs> That's right. You can this, do that after you finish. <laughs> this is a, I, this is just a, a swampy, raw, uh, just a, a much-needed version of rock and roll right now, this record. And this song, you know, it pulses, and it's kind of got like a, you know, an evil kind of undertones. Uh, it's just the vocals are stark and in your face, and... You know, I, I love the use of the slide guitar, and I mean, this is just a killer song and just a, a unique sound, and that was one of the one of the things that grabbed me right away. Yeah, I like I like that you said evil because this this voice reminds me of Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone if he was a little more evil. <laughs> yeah, which is a great thing because Andrew Wood had an amazing voice, and this this guy's voice is just unbelievable it's haunting yeah. yeah throughout the whole thing but this song just especially you know and like you said the the guitar lines it's it starts off sounding southern rock but then goes into a totally different place and 
it's kind of even hard to describe. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it chugs, but it, it's not like overly saturated and distorted. The guitar sound is just like real. Uh, it's just glistening, and I mean, I, that's just. But they've got s- this energy and this power in it, and I mean, uh, that's why again to the the only thing that came to me was just unique. I think I. I wrote in the review, you know, these guys are all their own. They're all to their own. Uh, they have no one to answer to and no one to sound like but themselves. And I think that when you can do that as a band is when you've truly found uh, success, whether, you know, five people love you or five million, I think. Yeah. Well, it's hard to, obviously hard to do that, especially in this day and age. Very hard. Because everything's been done. Yeah, so, exactly. So when you can, when you can, pull something like this off it's insane uh yeah the, these guys these guys need to be on top of the world and it's a trio uh, yeah again yeah crazy a three piece you know they're doing so much with with so less i mean it just makes such a statement yeah i saw these guys are playing this friday in gainesville alabama go check that out if you're in that area i said gainesville alabama gainesville georgia there you Sorry. go um but yeah, once again, hit him up on Facebook. Like Jason said, that's all one word, B-I-T-T-H-E-M-E-A-N-S. They're also on Spotify. You can buy their music as well. Support these dudes, like we always say. That's right. That's right. And speaking of Birmingham, Alabama. Segwaying into. Yeah. We're going to talk about an EP that just came out like this past week from someone else from Birmingham, Alabama. And that's Damon Johnson. There you go. Go If you want to hear us, you know, I don't think we're going to talk for 28 minutes here about Damon Johnson. But if you want to hear (laughs) us talk for 28 minutes about Damon Johnson, go back to episode 38 and listen to us talk for him for like 28 minutes. Yeah, we had a we had a (laughs) a, a, a section on one, you know, on our that episode of the podcast where we just went off on. You know, his solo stuff, Brother Kane, you know, Alice Cooper. I mean, we love this guy. So, uh, you know, he's got a new EP out, and, you know, we just we got to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, everything this guy does is just unbelievable and criminally underrated. Yeah. Whether it be Brother Kane or Black Star Writers even or Slave to the System. Definitely. And his solo work, you know, which up until now has always been acoustic. Well, this EP that just came out is five songs. It's called Echo, and it's all electric. It's the first time he's done this on a solo effort. So really, this is like the first time we've got, like, some full-on rock from him with his voice since, what, Slave to the System, probably? Uh, Probably. Because, you know, everything else he's been doing since then has been Thin Lizzy and Black Star Writers. Mm Mm-hmm. And if he does anything by himself, it's usually acoustic. Yeah, yeah. which is phenomenal in itself. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool as massive Brother Kane fans to be able to get the guy back singing with some rock music. Yeah, and he really got into some some serious, uh, you know, like uh, some upscale rock and roll. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, th- this is this is stuff that can transcend. You know. Yeah, and it really doesn't sound like Brother Kane. I mean, it no, no, yeah. There's little, you know, parts of it, obviously because of his voice, you know, and the, you know, but it's like, 
it just has its own feeling and it just sounds like rock and roll you know that's the best way to describe this guy always oh yeah i mean you know you've got a song like just move on that's uh you know it's got a real just a, a 70s classic rock vibe uh, you know i mean and it's just uh you know that it, that's just a signature it makes you feel at home you know yeah and it's almost that. like anthemic almost yeah it's like, yeah definitely it's like that mid-tempo kind of thing but it's like one of those you know, feel good hit of the summer type things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And nobody using, I mean, well, I mean, right. that's just a, a upbeat. That's a romp. I mean, that almost kind of, that kind of sounds like some of that early Alice Cooper in there. They're just like maybe a tinge of that, you know? True. You know, am I crazy? No. Okay. I didn't okay, think about that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, both the first two songs are rocking, but especially, yeah, nobody using. Yeah. Yeah, for me, that'd be the, the bright spot of the uh, EP, for sure. Well, the, the thing with him is always he's an amazing songwriter. He writes for other people, and, you know, all five of these songs are extremely well-written, and you could hear a couple of the, the you know, the slower songs, like Scars, that's like, if that was given to, you know, some pop, star or some country pop country uh, yeah idiot. totally that could be like a mega a mega huge hit oh yeah big time and it's you know we, i say that because it's not gonna be a mega huge hit because <laughs> no one's gonna play damon johnson when they should be yeah exactly but yeah any five of these songs if they were got into the right place you know they could be hits but that's probably not why he's putting them out at this point it's great he's putting it out because he wants to put it out exactly and that's the best reason to put it out yeah, because you know, I mean, he's still he's still working with Black Star Riders, and I believe Thin Lizzy's now doing dates again. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they are, or maybe just a few shows in Europe, which but... is kind of weird. But uh, whatever, I don't know. You know <laughs> that we could go off on a little uh, side story there, but I don't kind of understand that. <laughs> but hey, you know that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely an EP worth checking out if you've ever been a fan of any of his work, or if you just like good rock music check out echo from damon johnson i don't think that you you won't hear it and think why, why am i listening to this yeah yeah you need to get <laughs> it into your ears people yep well this past weekend we went to a couple rock shows we did some rock shows this weekend man friday and saturday night yeah are uh, you tired yeah, I'm yeah. a little better now. I just I slept late Sunday, so I'm I'm not too bad. But first being Friday, we went down to Oklahoma City for Nightwish with Sonata Artica and Delane opening. Which when you say that, I mean that's a pretty hefty triple bill for that, you know, style and genre of metal. Yes. Um because a lot of these tours you know, it'll be like one big band and, you know, one of those smaller up-and-coming bands, which Delane is, but, you know, they've made their way up by turn with a lot of these bands over the last few years. And Sonata Artica is like a massive headlining band, you know, in Europe. Oh, man, yeah. And other parts big of the, the world. And even in America, even though they don't draw like thousands of people, they're always a headliner. Yeah. So I've... You know, I assume Nightwish probably, they probably put this package together to draw a bigger crowd and a smart idea. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. It worked. And like we were talking about, uh, 
at the Oklahoma City show, out in the parking lot, we saw a ton of Texas plates. Yeah. So I mean that that was a that was a smart thing on their part, you know. Let's uh, let's not do Dallas. Let's do Oklahoma City and just pack it out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, just kicking it off. I I like Nightwish. I always have, but I've always been an inter. What's the word? Intermittent listener. Yeah. Intermittent. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I will on a you know just here and there. You know when I think about it, but it's not anything I'm listening to constantly. But one well, the same with the other two as well. But I mean with Sonata Arctic and Delane, it's like when they when they played their sets, I knew every single song. Yeah. Nightwish, I knew ninety percent of it. But I mean, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't sing along or anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. So for me, it was that's what made the show was the openers, even though Nightwish was phenomenal. Yeah. So, being your experience, I mean, this is the first time I know you've seen Sonata Arctica. Not seeing, second. I mean, sorry. I meant to say this. I know you've seen Sonata Arctica <laughs> before, but this is the first time you've seen the other two. Yes, yes, it has. And I I, I admittedly not, that's kind of not my wheelhouse, that kind of stuff. Sonata Arctica more is, I, I've listened to them for many years. But the other two bands, Delaney and Nightwish, are not really my thing. Uh, not to say that they suck. And I think that after I saw them live, I like that kind of stuff a little bit more now. Uh, I can appreciate it. And um, if and I, I kind of wondered if it would be this way, and it kind of did end up being this way. But I, I enjoyed these bands live a lot better than just listening to them. Um, I, and I can't really, I can't really pinpoint that or explain why, but I mean, it just, uh, that's just kind of how it went And both, uh, Delane and Nightwish were really cool live. They all put on a great show talent, just talent out the ass for both these bands. But of course, you know, when you come back to Sonata Arctica, I've listened to them forever and they, you know, uh, badass shows always, yeah. um, and uh, they even, uh, I think towards the end, they kind of had some uh, technical issues, and they just kind of wrote it out and kept going, and it got better And for them to finish off their set. So, I mean, they they, uh, they tore it up, and for me, that was that was the, the highlight of the night for, for me. Yeah, I'm the same way as far as, I've always thought that seeing these bands live, it just, you know, I like, I can listen to it you know, the, the CDs or whatever, but it just has a, just a grander feel and it just comes off way cooler live. Yeah, it really does. Like the symphonic stuff at least, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Delane especially just has, even though for some reason the bass player is not on this tour and, you know, the first couple songs, it was kind of noticeable, I think, but once they got going, you know, with the guitars and the the keyboards, it just has this real grand sound that just sounds hev- even heavier than their recorded music does. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Nightwish always sounds heavy, but it's kind of the same way as well. You know, when you get it live, it's just it's a little more intense. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's the, with these kind of bands, uh, their production on, on record, their production is so slick and so impeccable and which is great 
but it just kind of, sometimes their stuff comes off a little antiseptic to me. And that's why I think I enjoyed them a lot more live. Uh, because it was just, you know, in your face and it was, it was just louder and it was just a little bit more hyped up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And like Nightwish, it's just, like you said, unbelievable musicianship. And there was what, towards the end, all of them were, there was that, that song where it went dark and then all of them were singing. Yeah. And I mean, every member, I think. Yeah. And then you've got that that guy that plays like fourteen different instruments. Yeah, what what and, what is that one thing he plays? It's like it looks like a bagpipe yeah. kind of, but it, he never blows on anything. And there's like some bag that he holds under his arm. And yeah. is he moving the air with that? What the <laughs> hell is that? That's insane. Ask Justin; he'd know. <laughs> I'm gonna have we, to. Whenever I saw him, I saw them in Oklahoma City like two or three years ago, and he was on the tour. And that's all he did was play that. Yeah. And it was just, and it wasn't even every song, I think. Really? But then they made him an official, I don't know if he's an official member, official touring member. Mm-hmm. And now he plays, you know, several different instruments, like mandolin and flute and whatever. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, the next day I got up in the morning, made a cup of coffee, and I brought up uh, their their uh, DVD on YouTube. I watched the whole thing. Oh yeah, 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 and it was it was really cool. Was it from this this past year? Or? I th- it said twenty thirteen, I think. So it was floor there. Yeah. It was, oh, okay. oh, she was there. Believe yeah. me, <laughs> I know that's the main reason I watched it. Right. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> she has impeccable thighs. Just I so you know. Think so. Yes. <laughs> but moving right that's, along. That's not the music. I guess we're not supposed to. <laughs> Supposed to glorify your body parts, right? No, you, well, you know, we're pigs. What can right, we say? Right. Hey, Tony from Sonatarctica might have impeccable thighs, too. You never know. Okay. Moving right, right along, Trent. But no, I will say, I didn't even mention <laughs> about Sonatarctica. That sounded badass. You know, those guys are just a phenomenal band that doesn't really ever get their due in America. No. You know, yeah. it, you know what I mean? I know that style of music. It's, you know, they're power metal, and it's never really... Never really been popular in America, but it's just just a band that people need to listen to. You oh know? yeah, well, and you know, I think that the, like I think and I think we've touched on this before. You know, in in a way, because they're less of a draw in America, they still have all these bands have great draws, but just not huge, huge like in Europe. You know, we get lucky because these bands. When they play in Europe, they have to play to, you know, whatever the Normo Dome is. Yeah. They come here, they play to these little clubs right in, your, right in our face. And yeah. I think it's a uh, it's a privilege, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's just something really cool that, you know, I don't know how much the rest of the world gets. But uh, to see these bands, you know, just in some club right in your face, I mean, that's awesome. And they keep the, they keep the prices low, and it's just... Uh, uh, I hope that that continues. Yeah, and I would assume that, because I said that before, like when we saw Nightwish last time, we just walked out there and they were over by their bus taking pictures of people, yeah, signing autographs. And, you know, there's fa- you know probably fans of them in Europe and around the world that would like 
you know, pay huge money to meet these guys. Yeah. And we're just able to walk out the side of the club yeah, because, out, you know, yeah, exactly. there's 500 people there, you know, <laughs> yeah. not 50,000. <laughs> but anyway, before we get into the next concert, we wanted to play another track. Why and not? Let's do it. This band is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they're called King High, and this track is called Paradise. I guess it's not enough, maybe it never was, to cast out into this ocean I have found the water shallow in the floors of Maybe it 
right, that was King High with their song Paradise from their album The Demon in You. This is really cool. This is like it starts out, you know, that slow kind of maybe a Stone Sour kind of vibe or something where, you know, you think, okay, this is going to be a cool rock ballad, you know? Yeah. And then within like 15 seconds, you know, then those guitars kick in. And then soon enough that that hard hitting, you know, kind of new wave of American metal thing kicks in. Yeah. As you like to say, the gallop, you know, kind of comes, <laughs> you know, with the drums and the guitar through there. And it's just a it's just a really cool cool song, you know, it's got an awesome solo. You know, I I dug it for sure. Uh dude, that guy's voice. Yeah. Jesus, man. He can do yeah. all that stuff and then, you know, the 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 real growling and the mean shit. That was awesome. Yeah, I love the that his voice is, you know, is a little different than the, you know, when you hear this style of music usually. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least his, you know, his clean voice. I yeah, mean. yeah. Which I mean, that's a a, a thing that kind of, you know, a unique thing that they're kind of doing different, which is awesome. Yeah, and that that whole album's cool. You know, the Demon in You, they've got on Spotify and Reverb Nation, and you can find them on Facebook at King High. You know, look these guys up. They're playing in Tulsa this weekend at the Shrine. Oh, that's right. That's right. The, and we're going to be there. Yes, we are. Yeah. Severmind is playing. Machine in the Mountain and Drek. Yes. All four of those bands. Three of them are from Tulsa. I think Drek's from Kansas City. Yes, sir. That'll be a killer show. So if you're in this area, be sure and check out King High. Check out Severmind. We had them on a podcast many episodes ago. So good stuff in Tulsa oh man always yeah yeah it keeps coming you know you think eventually we're gonna find a Tulsa band we don't want to play but it hasn't happened yet I know we (laughs) want to play them all right because they're just that damn good right this past Saturday the day after Nightwish yes we wasted no time we went just right into the next show people right the cult came to the Brady Theater and as far as I know it's probably the first time they ever played the Brady Really? Unless they did way back. They could have acted in the the 80s. Yeah, yeah. That's a possibility. But I do know that they were scheduled to play the Brady on their self-titled album tour in like 95. Okay. And then it got canceled. Really? Okay. That's that's whenever they broke up. Oh, Remember when they got in a fight on stage? Yes. (laughs) Now I remember that. I remember that. Like it was literally like, that was like a couple weeks before the Tulsa show. So obviously all the rest of the shows got canceled. Wow. But, with that being said... Did, you know, did, so, did Ian and Billy get in a fight? From what I remember... Oh, wow. That just popped in my head as I was talking. Huh. <laughs> but, you don't remember that? Am I, I think I, I think do. Yeah. The more you're talking about it, I think yeah. I remember something like that. Because that's kind of when they broke up. And yeah. And then, they, you know, they were broke up for a few years. Yeah. But, this was... I know you had said this was the first time you'd seen them since... What, it was like 2001 or two? Yeah, it was some one of those fucking Edge Fest things. That yeah. came, the one that was out the horse track. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's during the... Uh, the Beyond know, Good and Beyond Evil. Good and Evil. I knew there was a Good and Evil in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, which, that's a great fucking record. But anyways... I listened to it Saturday. Yes. Yeah, that thing is... I don't know. To me, that's one of their best ever. Oh, yeah. Anyway. You can't go wrong. But they have a new record out. Yes. And it is actually really fucking good. And uh, they were at the Brady, and 
I mean, yeah, I, like you said, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And, I mean, I was just super impressed. I mean, it was such a great show. Uh, the sound was great. It was a good vibe. I mean, the crowd was into it, singing all the words. And they, they played a lot of new stuff. And sometimes that may turn some people off. But, you know, their new stuff was really good. Um, you know, they opened with Dark Energy. Yeah. And they played uh, Hinterland, which I really like that fucking song. That's a great song. Yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, it, it was, Greatest I don't know. Huh? Greatest of oh, all time. Oh, that's right. Great. Yeah. That was towards the end. Yes, it was. I mean, it was just one of those, uh, I don't know, like one of those, uh, I don't know, feelings in the air to, you know, not sound corny, but I'm sounding corny. <laughs> but I don't know. It was just a, a good vibe and a great show that night. I, I don't I don't really know. I mean, uh, maybe it's just because I hadn't seen him in forever, but it was great. I just, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I I got, you know, I bought tickets the morning they went on sale, so I was able to get good seats. Mm -hmm. We were like fourth row center. Yeah. And, you know, the last couple of times I seen him was, I saw him at the Canes. Then we saw him, you know, at a festival in, out near Joplin. And we saw him at a festival in Memphis. In Memphis, me and Tracy worked our way up to the front. And set through, I don't remember, some other band waiting for the cult. <laughs> and we're able to get clear to the front. But, you know, that's an outdoor festival, so you get into Brady, the sounds better. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'd agree. I mean, it's just it just had a better feeling than normal, you know. And it's just like Billy Duffy always sounds perfect. Just sounds badass. Yeah. You know, John Tempest is an amazing drummer. Oh yeah, you can I mean, never I, go wrong with him. I I like I like him in the cult. I like that you have a guy that, you know, was in like Testament and White Zombie and all this heavy stuff. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I can do this. And I'm going to do this, and it just uh, you know, it flexes your musical muscles to to so to speak. Yeah, and I I I like him in in the cult. Um, it, you know, it was a packed crowd, uh, and um. You know, it was awesome, and I, I worked my way up to the front, like, the last two songs. Yeah. Because I think every, everybody was, where I was at, was, like, in the aisle, just kind of going to the front, and no one really stopped anybody, so yeah, we just got right up there. So, I mean, yeah, it was uh, it, it was awesome. It was, it was a great show. But I did like that, like you mentioned, the new songs, and they're good, so it's not turning people off. And, I, you know, because I would look around, I always do that. Yeah, when a band's playing a new yeah. song to see if people are like looking at their phone or like sitting down or something, and the Brady, it's easy to sit down because they had it wasn't one of the ones with a pit. There's seats clear to the front. Yeah, and you know I kind of looked behind and everybody's still around us, still was standing up. Yeah, you know even if they didn't particularly maybe know the song, but the guy next to me, I didn't know he knew every word to all the new songs too. So you know there I mean, you go. There's and, some uh, diehard fans there, and there's even the fans that came because they knew the hits. You know, we're digging it, like you said, because yeah. that's a great album. And they they didn't they didn't really leave anything out. They got all their big ones in there. Yeah. So everybody was loving it. I, I didn't I didn't sit down the whole time, and you know the place was full. So I mean, yeah, it was just uh, they they couldn't go wrong that night. If I was making a set list, they left a lot of stuff out. Well, I true. I mean, you, you I, and that's one thing, Trent. I will say is you have always been like the the way bigger cult fan. Back back in the day, I used to give you shit. I was gonna like bring that up, but you brought because it up. <laughs> and just tell you they sucked because I never really heard a lot of them, just one or two songs. But you loved them so much, I just fucked with you. Yeah. But I mean, they 
but once I sat down and really heard him, I'm like, this is a this is an enormously just gifted rock and roll band. Uh, and they've got so many, they've got so many hits. They've got so many deep cuts that are amazing. Uh, it's just a, a amazing band. And I don't give you shit anymore. Right. I don't give you a hard time. They played Gone off the self-titled album, which I know they've done, you know, recently on the last year or two, which is cool because they kind of skipped that album completely for years. Yeah. And speaking of skipping albums completely for years, they've done that with Ceremony, Ceremony. for oh, a long man. time, at least as far as I can remember. You know, at least in recent times. I, you know, I, and, I, I go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say that whole. You know, Wild Hearted Son is like one of the greatest rock songs ever. Oh, <laughs> dude, exactly. That's I would. What, that's what I, was, I would almost I was about put to say it, if I was going to say what my favorite cult song is. I don't off the top of my head. I don't know, but it might be Wild Hearted Son. Yeah. You know. Well. Here's the thing is, I was listening to some of that today. I listened to Heart of the Soul, which yeah. is one of my just favorite cult songs ever. Right. If I'm in the car and I'm by myself, I'm singing that. Yeah. I'm And I'm like the best fucking singer ever at it. Yeah. Same when here. it's yeah. just me, you know. I just love that song. But I, that's a really, it's like a really slick sounding record. And it really sounds like it's... You know, from the early early nineties, yeah. And may I wonder if maybe that's why they shy away from it. You know, they they don't. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know why, but it just as a fan, you you kind of start thinking about these things. And that's a good point. It could be because Ian Astbury's, you know, a little. Yeah, they're he's a, artsy. You know, he's... yeah, they're a little <laughs> bit more earthy and organic. And I think yeah. that they want to do stuff that you know, um, you know, really connects them and makes them feel good. And uh it, which is, by the way, is one thing I want to talk about off on a tangent. I know that Ian Asbury hates fucking people taking a lot of pictures and filming and shit. Yeah. And I love that because I can't stand it either. You know, you take some pictures, whatever. But if you've got your phone or your tablet up the whole time filming the damn show, yeah. especially when it's in my face, <laughs> I hate that. And I, I, I was just hoping somebody would do that and he would get on to him, but that never happened. But he, well, he mentioned it a couple of times. He did? No, he just said, yeah, he said cell phone's down. Really? Yeah, you didn't hear See, that? See, no, because, and I then mean. He, then he got on some girl for texting. He did? Yeah, he's like, don't Where text. Where was I? He he was like, pointed over, you know, to the left side. And he's like, don't, he's like, don't text during the show. He's like, I see you, don't text. He's That's like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, you. Something like that. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I think there was like some girl like screaming, jumping up and down the whole time in front of us. So when it was in the middle of us, in between songs. That's all you were hearing is her. Uh, so that might have been where I, I kind of lost it on that, you know. Right. But uh, see, he does that. I'm glad he does that. I love it. Yeah. Well, and, uh, I was going to say, there was some dude not far from us that kept screaming Edie. And, oh, like, yeah. he had two or three people chanting with him. And, oh, yeah. That's and, another. Yeah, and fuck. I'm like, and Tracy's like, is this guy serious? I'm like, hey. At least he's not screaming Firewoman. Like like no, most no of these, kidding. anytime you hear an idiot scream a song, usually it's like the biggest hit yeah. that you know they're going to play anyway. Yeah. But, and it was kind of funny because when we were sitting there before the show, I told Tracy that when I saw them at the Canes like 10 years ago, yeah, they, uh, they started playing Edie and uh, like 30 seconds into it, he started laughing. Cause it's some, I don't know, I don't remember why, 
and then said, okay, stop, we got to start this over. And then whenever they started at this show with Dark Energy, um, you remember he did the same thing. He didn't start laughing. He just said, stop, we got to start over. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did do that. Yeah. That was kind of weird. He's like, hey, it's a rock show. It's a live rock show. Yep. But I think he's one of those people who wants it to be right, so whatever. That's, that's right. Cool. That's right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. God, I totally forgot he did that. Yep. And that was, yeah, the that was the, well, that was like the first song, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, just. That new album, you know, is totally worth getting. I oh, like it a lot definitely. better than, you know, I mean, I like the last two, Choice of Weapon and Born Into This, but this one's just more, you know, it's just, you know, like a band does, you know, just every few albums they'll have one that's just as good as anything really they ever hits did. You, and really it's connects, just, yeah. You know, and for me, it's, you know, past the, the obvious stuff as fans of heavy music, you know, everybody loves Sonic Temple and, um, of course, electric. Yeah, and oh, then yeah. like we mentioned, ceremony. But beyond good and evil is amazing, and I I put this this right up there with them, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, hands down for sure. Yeah. But the only the only other downfall was we got two songs less than the people in Europe. Really? Because remember we we're looking at those set lists. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but hey, can't can't win them all. Can't win them all. That's right. right. Yeah. I'm just I'm just glad they were here. Yeah. And it was great. Yes, yes. So check them out if they hit your city. Yes, you need to. Yep. Well, I was going to tell you, I just saw it today. This like came out a couple of days ago. Did you see that Zach Wilde and Buddy Guy are on the cover of Guitar World together? No, I, I did not Which know. Which is that. just badass. That's awesome. Just a random note. Really? I'm going to have to find that. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and keep it. Is it for the experience Hendrix deal? I assume that's what it was. Yeah. It's got to be. Were they doing like an interview together? I don't know. I just saw a picture on Facebook come by. I think Zach, had, or maybe it was on Twitter, Zach had retweeted it or something. Yeah, you got to wonder what a conversation with those two would be like. <laughs> right. You know? But anyways, uh, you know, and that's something, you know, maybe one day we should do a blues episode. Yeah. Because Buddy Guy, is that's one of the best live shows I've ever been to in my life. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, in my life. that was It was a live show like no other. Uh, he comes down in the crowd and, like, stands right next to you and plays guitar and, yeah. you know, pats you on the back or whatever. I mean, that's just, uh, that's one hell of a show. Well, um, I got a totally different random topic. Now you got another random topic. Okay, yeah. bring it on. I like this. <laughs> I like where we're going here. This is something I've I don't know about. where we're going, but I like it. Well, I thought about this a long time ago, and I think we might have even talked about it before, but if you, uh, you know, we mentioned this on the Lenny Lashley episode. Okay. Which, go back and listen to episode 49, Lenny Lashley, The Street Dogs, and Dark Buster. Um, there's all these cruises now that are themed... I mean, it has been for years, Yeah, but it's becoming a real common thing now. You've got bands like Flogging Molly and Def Leppard and, you know, Motley Crue did it way back and Kiss does it every year. Oh, yeah, Kiss does. Like you've Motley got, Crue did a cruise? Yeah, the Motley Crue's. Oh, I didn't It's like know that. the easiest title. Yeah, ever. true, it is. It but 
it's been several years ago. And like, I think Kid Rock does everyone every year. So there's like all these musicians that have theirs. And then, then there's the ones that are just themed like shipped rock, monsters yeah. of rock, 70,000 tons of metal. Is the, is the Kid Rock one on a pontoon boat? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry to break no, up here. I was just going to ask you like, <laughs> if you were going to pick one of these, which one would be your destination? I know it's probably down to two. Well, no, hold it. I forgot about the motorboat. There's another obvious one. Well, yeah, I think. Because I, I think instantly, you know, it's Monsters of Rock or 70,000 tons of metal. Yeah. Or steel. What's it called? Is yeah, 70,000 tons, yeah, 70, tons of metal. Yeah, 70,000 tons of metal. Yeah. I think, I don't know if it'd be that one, like right off the bat, because sometimes there's a lot of those, a lot of those more obscure bands that I'm not really, I don't really know a lot about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I think I think the motorboat would be right up my alley. Yeah. I think it would be what I'd have to do. I would I mean this is maybe this is, might be a little surprising to you, but I would love to do the Kiss Cruise one year. Just because you know yeah, I was I've gonna heard, say the same thing. I've heard, you know, all the all the different stuff they do and uh all the crazy set lists they do. Um I would really enjoy it. I mean I, I you know, yeah, I, I have you know, whatever thoughts I have on KISS and, you know, the KISS of nowadays or whatever, but uh, is, is a whole body of work and just a whole, like, package, I think that that would be a fun cruise to go on for sure. Yeah, I think it'd be cool just to be able to see those sets where they're playing, because the last couple of years they did those sets where they're playing songs they hadn't played yeah. since the 70s. Yeah. You know, like the extreme deep cuts and stuff. Yeah, exactly, and you know we're that's we're all about that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, and they've got like you know Q and A's with all of them, and just all kinds of stuff you can do. And I think they already announced for this year like what the theme of the set's going to be. Isn't it going to be uh, like the uh, creatures of the night? I think. Oh, is that what it was? I think. Okay. I think so. Uh, Which and, is smart because they know. Oh, totally. Smart. You go. You go to a Kiss show. You know, eighty percent of the audience is average rock fans yeah so they're gonna play that same damn set that you know you're tired of hearing if you're not going to see them for the first time yeah and if you're a diehard fan you know by this point if you're a diehard fan of kiss you're probably old older mm -hmm. and you have the money to spend on a cruise and you're like well we'll spend it to go on this cruise so we can guaranteed to see these songs that we love and that never get played that's right. That's and right. Kiss knows that that's a way to draw these people in. And yeah, I mean, if you're just a casual Kiss fan or a casual rock fan, you know, go to YouTube and look up one of their concerts. And yeah. That you'll get all your hits. But I mean, this yeah. is for this is for the diehards. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that you and I are straight up diehard Kiss fans, <laughs> but we know enough to know that we'd have a fucking blast on this thing. Yeah. So I vote for uh, you know uh, motorboat or the Kiss cruise. Yeah, I'd be. Monsters of Rock or Kiss. You know, yeah, or, Monsters of Rock would be badass, Or too. Motorboat. Damn, I don't know, man. Because uh, Motorboat, you know, pretty much, at least the last two years, I know, this, there's been three of them, right? I think. Yeah. Um, It's like I, there's not a band on there I don't like. Oh, I know. You know, normally you see these lists and there's always a couple on there. You're like, well, I don't like that band. Yeah. But who cares? There's always enough you do like. Yeah. But it's like I like every single uh, band. Yeah, it's like every there. fucking band <laughs> kicks ass. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, but you know, it, you know, it, 
it doesn't matter. I don't, you know. But Monsters of Rock, waking up and seeing John John Crabby playing acoustic by the pool, that's yeah. kind of like a dream of mine. While you're eating breakfast? Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. But hey, I won't be going on any, any of these cruises anytime soon. Uh, I, I can't even go down the street and get a pack of gum right now. But one day, well, let's one say day I'm going to do it. 2017, they officially announced the Metallicruise. Oh, man. See, I'm waiting for that. Do you, like, go get a credit card and say, I'm going? Shit. <laughs> Shit. I, I could probably catch a social disease before I could catch a credit card. <laughs> Shit. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the fucking seriously, though, I would think about it uh, because uh, a Metallica cruise would pretty much just, I would die, I'm pretty sure. And I am <laughs> figure that one day they'll freaking do that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, though. They always seem to do something different or want to be the first ones to do something. So if everyone's doing a cruise, maybe they, I don't know, they might not do, you know, they might do something else, you know. But if they do, it's going to be like a Rhinefest and I have like this weird lineup. Yeah, and that's, that's the... It'll have like Battlecross and Sepultura and then it'll have like, you know, K-Quick or whoever. Yeah, you know? and fucking Modest Mouse or <laughs> yeah. some whatever the fuck bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, so that's, I don't know. I don't know. I think, and that's another thing is, you know, they lost their ass so bad on Orion Fest that they might not want to jump into that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think a Metallica cruise would be a surefire winner. But yeah, they'd sell the thing out like in the first week probably. Yep. What about the Guns N' Roses cruise? Did you hear about that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're having Guns N' Roses, uh, all original. Um, Matt Swarm's going to be there. Uh, what's he gonna do uh, he, he's gonna play the cowbell <laughs> okay uh he, they're having a slash of snake pits playing oh, uh, shit. the neurotic outsiders are playing walking papers are playing loaded uh loaded uh is he straddling the juju hounds are playing holy uh, shit yeah it, it's yeah and adler's solo band's playing yeah and then uh yeah and it's and then quiet rides playing so <laughs> Well, you didn't have me until you said quite right. Oh, okay, well, Frankly, just yeah. kidding. There's no Guns N' Roses cruise, but that would be awesome. <laughs> I was trying to get Trent excited. Right. Well, what does get me excited <clears throat> is our previous podcast guests. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like Lenny Lashley last week. If you like punk, you got to check that out. We had Screaming Red Mutiny on before that, and it's a great new band out of Tulsa. They're playing... Uh, a couple, at least three times, I think, at Rocklahoma. Yeah. Out there on the campground stages. We've got some other gigs coming up. Look them up on Facebook. We also had Cody Slane from Blackwater Rebellion on recently. Another killer band out of Tulsa. We had CJ Pierce from Drowning Pool on recently. Yeah. You all know Drowning Pool. He's a great dude. That was one of the funner ones that we've ever done. We've had uh, Jamie Welch. Who used to be in Framing the Red and was working with Drowning Pool. We've had two separate ones with him. Very candid interviews with him. Oh, definitely. That are very cool. And then going back before that, you know, all kinds of great stuff like Warrant and Crowbar. Um, the Sword. The Sword. Sid Falk from Overkill yeah. was another great one. We had a two-part one with him that was cool. Um, Insight and Battlecross. Oh, Dave Cantrell is a guy out of Tulsa and Colorado who's had some great bands. Yeah, Spirit Caravan. Yeah, Wino. Yeah, Wino Grind. Yeah. We've had we've had some, uh, some Sons of Texas. Oh yeah, that was a good one. And 
We've also just got more episodes like this where we just talk. We had a Lemmy tribute episode a couple months ago. Other episodes where we just talk about random topics. More Metallica and Guns N' Roses in there, of course. That's right, because that's our <laughs> two favorite bands, you know. Um, and then uh, are are we are we ever going to do the uh, the Rocklahoma preview? Yeah, it's coming. It we'll is. Rocklahoma is still two months away. We've okay. Got time. Okay. All right. Hey, Kevin Graham, if you're listening, we're calling you out. We're right talking now. to you, buddy. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Kevin Graham for his constant support of the Thunder Underground podcast. Yes, I think if not for him, we there'd be a lot of listeners we didn't have. So that's true. Uh, yeah, we owe you, buddy, big time. Yeah, and for everybody else that shares our podcast, I know Travis Davis from W Adore does a lot. Yeah. Kyle Williams from Forever and Disgust does a lot. He just shared one a little bit ago. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks to anybody that shares it. It helps out a ton, brings in more listeners. And we're at thethunderunderground.com, Facebook's The Thunder Underground, YouTube's The Thunder Underground, Instagram is at The Thunder Underground. Twitter is T-H-N-D-R-U-N-D-R Ground, and Periscope is Thunder Underground. I've got a really shitty video from Nightwish on Periscope you can go view. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. It's free. That's right, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go in here and uh, put a microwave pizza in, and I might Periscope that on Thunder Underground. You know? Do it. That'd be and, cool. Yeah, and I'll just, you know, I'll put some metal on in the background. That way it's music-related. Yeah, or do like that company... Uh, that place that used to be downtown heavy metal pizza yes where they had the pentagram drawn on there i'll, I'll cut it i'll yeah. cut it in a pen yeah pentagram yeah or just take like some some mayonnaise or whatever it is you like and then just like drop pentagram on the top what what i like <laughs> jesus christ couldn't I, say mustard i know you hate mustard so. yeah fuck mustard <laughs> anyways I, th I think i think we're uh, about to wind it down right <laughs> all right be on the lookout for episode 51. We've got great episodes. We've got Eddie from Even the Dogs and Jamie from Impact Events coming up. Both those in the next couple weeks. And, of course, we've got other guests coming as well. That is right. And still maybe that James Hetfield phone interview. And still maybe the Motley Crue episode. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.